Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast exploring the latest in film, TV, games, toys, and more. And now, somewhere in a secret bunker outside of Washington, D.C., here are your hosts, 30-year veteran of pop culture and entertainment news for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski, and pop culture, technology, and space aficionado, Todd Stowell. You're going to let me come in this time. Hey, thanks, yeah. man. Hey. Hey, so know. anything anything up? Anything new going on? No, you know. Same old? Just everything's just, you know, it's exactly yeah. the same. Some kind of end of the world crap. Other than that, everything's fine. Are you, uh, are you, you're not full on shelter in place, right? You can still do like the, the necessities. Yeah. Yeah. I went out to Sam's club today, uh, took a walk with the dog. So nothing, nothing horrendous. Can't wipe my own butt. But other than that, everything's fine. You still can't find toilet paper? Nope. People are I nuts. I found some yesterday at Costco. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I hate you. I told you to buy extra. Uh, well, it'll cost I'll run you. Down and, I will run down and get it. It's so or ridiculous. Up. It's so ridiculous. Like, Because Costco was weird because they don't have any meat. See, Sam's was packed with meat. No problems. Huh. They probably had 75 broasted chickens sitting there ready to go. Oh, they had that, but they didn't have like big packs of meat. Oh, they had packs, too. They just didn't want you to take more than three, which is certainly reasonable. Yeah, that's fine. And so. for those of you joining, you're listening to the Butchering Hour. Yes. We'll be, cu- we'll be going through yeah. cuts of meat. Yes. Corned beef will be next on the topic. Uh, I mean, it's getting a little bit better. The grocery stores at least have fruits and vegetables here, which is like more than I can say that it has been. That's but. that's very good. Yep. So, yes, in the midst of all this, we continue to do what we're doing. We are definitely social distancing. <laughs> At the yeah. best kind, yes. Yeah. We're like, what, 300, almost 300 miles away? Two, well, yeah. it's like 180, 180, 180 so miles that, away. That should be good. Yeah, you're social distancing. It's fine. It's fine. So, uh, right around the time, pretty close to the, to the time of the Spanish flu, is our first movie, 1917. Yeah. Oh, I watched Knives Out, too. Did you watch that? I did. Oh, good. We can talk about that, too. Okay. Well, a let's, while. Just, Has... let's, let's talk about that one first. What did you think of it? I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> How's that? I found it, I found it terribly predictable. Uh, I did not find it predictable. I went in it knowing nothing about it. I know oh, you're too. always... No, I, I, I knew nothing about it, but I knew right away that who the person was who was responsible. It was like, it just was so predictable. Right. Eh, you know what? I still liked it. Here's I'm the thing. Murder- Could you watch it again? Well, why would I have any reason to? It's a murder mystery. Right. That's the, I mean, that's the issue with those types of movies. You can watch yeah. it once. There's no longevity to it. So I just... I don't know. It just it just felt like I already knew the answer even before the movie was halfway through. I was very suspicious that that was the case. Uh, I liked the performances. Daniel Craig was very good. Um, the, I the, thought he was great. Yeah. The, the actress who uh, throws up when she lies. She was very good. She's also yes. in Bond, apparently. The new Bond. Oh, good. I have no idea when that's being released now. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I just thought it was predictable. It was a fine movie, but it was just not not my favorite. I I had to give Rian Johnson some love because I was so mean when he did his last Skywalker. When he did the uh the, the Star Wars movie, so yeah, well, he, I would he's give very it, good at this. I, I would give it a B minus. I'm going to give it a B plus. I spent a lot of time uh, watching the extras, and the thing about the 4K was they did this incredible job with the uh, mansion and all the tchotchkes in that mansion, and it's amazing if you think about and look at all the stuff going on in there. I mean, mm-hmm. that that doesn't cover up for what you consider to be not a great plot but i'm just saying there was a lot of nice pieces in there and it was fun watching it happen so interesting oh and there's two optional commentary tracks with the disc which is just great Uh, one's with with the director and then there's another one with the cinematographer yeah Um, i find it i find it interesting that they don't you you find it more often than not that the the lead is not on the commentary track as much. Right. Oh, I got to mention also the director solo commentary track was recorded um, as the movie was being released so that nerds could go into the theater and have like an in-theater experience. They could literally play it along while they were watching the movie in earbuds. Oh, weird. weird. How'd How'd they do that? Like, it, was was an it, audio, like? it, it was an audio download. I mean, I guess you just start it when the movie starts. Yeah, but why would you? But why would you do that? I would never ever do that. Yeah, so I don't know. But he's supposedly he's done it on another movie. I think so. Yeah, okay. whatever that means. All right. Well, so that was kind of cool. Fine. All right, I liked it. Well, you can go from cool to phenomenal with nineteen seventeen. Sure. Yeah. That movie I agree. was was spectacular. Visually amazing. Just unbelievable how well it was done considering where they shot it. And how they how they had to essentially plot the the camera with the dialogue. And how, oh yeah, how... that, but the thing about it that I found really interesting was the way they were cleverly they 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 cleverly edited the film to make it look like two continuous shots, but it yep. really wasn't. Yep. And, and that and that and once again, I got to tell you, I watched the movie, really liked it. wasn't as good as Saving Private Ryan, but I really right. liked it. Right. And and I went in, and the extras were phenomenal because there's one extra where it's just. Uh, Sam Mendes talking is a commentary track, which is unbelievably yep. great. And then they've got the Academy Award winning cinematographer, um, Roger Deakins, who yep. just really every shot he talks about the minutia. He tells oh. you the grips needed, the cameras used, the special effects used to hide the camera equipment, how wow. they use this thing called the dragonfly. Everything you want to know about how they put that movie together, he offered. Well, and what about that rig? where they could run, set the camera on it, then drive, then yeah. then like and then like switch off to another vehicle all seamlessly. Yes. And, and so like they would have somebody down in the trench who would be following the guys, they would run up a hill, 
they would immediately connect the camera to a vehicle that would ride alongside of them. I mean, they invented equipment for this. Yes. Uh, that's the yeah. best way, you know, and it looks fantastic in 4K. It's reference quality. They took it from a 4K source material. It's everything you're going to want in a home theater to watch this movie. It's perfect. I'm kind of surprised they didn't take it from an 8K. You would have thought with the amount of effort that they had put into it that it would have been mastered at 8 and then downscaled to 4. Well, no, you're right. No, they didn't do that. Um, And, and a, a lot of the times they can't do that because the special effects don't get to that level. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, just the... There, there's the scene which everyone has obviously seen as part of the trailer where he's running in one direction and there is an attack taking place in the other and there are things blowing up and he falls down and then he gets knocked into it. He gets fall, he falls down again. He gets knocked into it. He falls down again. Well, the falls were never planned because he just was getting rammed into by um, just random extras. But it just, I mean, the way that how long it took them and how they literally the, just the minutia of putting together how they were going to film it. So it wasn't just about dialogue. The cinematography was almost a third character in the sense of how it was. Oh, absolutely. It was like yeah. interlaced with the rest of the movie. I mean, like they literally wrote like camera dialogue for what the expectation was going to be. And then planned it out and then rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed for six months right. just to get the timing right. I mean, that is fantastic. And yes. I think while it was not a Saving Private Ryan, I will say when you go back and you look at the amount of attention to detail and just the sheer magnitude of what they accomplished. And again, I'm a big fan of films where they invent something. You know, where the Matrix, they invented the, you know, the 360 bullet time. And then this movie invented a whole new rig and used, you know, prototype cameras. That's the kind of movie that really should have won the Academy Award. I no, agree. No, no, no knock to Parasite, but there's just something about the attention to detail and the technical challenges that were essentially overcome and have been, and, and, and have now developed something which is the gold standard, which will just be repeated. Mm -hmm. That makes it hard for me to say that this movie shouldn't have won the whole shebang. I agree. I would have absolutely given it to that movie. Yep. So this movie for me, A+. I thought it was just spectacular. I give it an A+, because of the technicality. It was not. There were definitely predictable moments, which you could tell. Um, right. it, it, was, it, it was interesting to see some very famous people show up for a very yeah. short amount of time. Yep. Like yep. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yep. Um, and then um, the guy, the guy from game of Thrones at the very end, who's the brother. I cannot think of his name. Yeah, I can't um, either, but he's in it for like four minutes. One scene. <laughs> so, yeah. One scene. So, and and it's also, I liked that Sam Mendes went for unknowns to, you know, give you somebody to root for where it wasn't really, I mean, there were knowns in the sense of, you know, you had like, you know, Mark Strong appear for a moment and, you know, different people appearing here and there, but it was just, just so well done. You, you don't see 
you get like one or two movies like that a year. And I think this was definitely one of them. Yes. Home run. Yep. I wish it had won the Academy Award because I would have felt really good about that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't understand the Academy and I don't really care at this point. They're giving away silliness that Parasite was an okay movie. But you know what? It's it was like a a poor man's Quentin Tarantino movie easily. So, yeah, I agree. Whatever. No knock knock to it. Just no, it it could. It could have definitely had perhaps best director. I wouldn't even say that, you know, but just not best picture. I think these there's just a, a huge difference. So, right. But so and they may not even have the Oscars this year because they're going to miss what half of the year with no movies, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Everything is a mess. Yep. To put it mildly. Mm hmm. Yep. That's put it. True. A, a, to put it asymptomatically. But on the plus side, movies that just came out in theaters or were only for out, only out for a week are coming right out to digital. Right. And on Which, the plus side, if you're going to have a pandemic, <laughs> this is probably one of the best times in the history of the world to have a pandemic as far as being quarantined. Because as long as your internet stays alive, the entertainment possibilities are endless. Oh, you should course. not you should not be bored. Well, I mean, but they're saying that they're downsampling the quality of content. Have you, have you noticed that? I haven't nope. noticed that. Nope. Now, they, it was like supposed to be in Europe where they're doing it, but I've seen nothing. And the articles I've read have pretty much said that, you know what? You guys need more. We'll figure out how to get you more. It's not I mean, It's not a matter of the pipes are not are full. It's a matter of we'll open up more branches. We'll open up more pipes. No yeah. problem. It will be okay. So, Yeah, because, I mean, Onward was only out for, what, two weeks? That's already out. Call the Wild, I think, was out for two weeks. That's already yeah. out. Well, that should be out, shouldn't it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I, I don't know how well it did. Call the Wild. Well. I mean, yeah. it's like a 60 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but nobody saw it. But this is the litmus test, right? This is to determine right. whether or not a big budget film could release straight to video on right. demand and be successful. And I think the answer I'm, to it is no. Right. And I'm can. still trying to I'm still trying to get started on that course Scorsese film on Netflix. You know what? You and I are in the same spot. I did like 15 minutes of it. And I was That's like, what I, I did. I don't think I could put the full. I've heard it's not very good. Three and a half hours. Yeah. I just <sighs> keep thinking. I'm like, man, you know what? I got so many other things that I could invest three and a half hours into that I'm, you know is, and it yeah and it was like i saw this movie it was called casino or it was called whatever you name it anything that was gangster related with with scorsese in it i've seen this before well so i heard it didn't do very well at the box office or is is a well, review on netflix right i mean you know for a film like the invisible man which I, I don't even know if that even made it to theaters. It uh, did. If it did, it was, long. For, it was out for like a week. You know, I'll be curious to see how a film like that does. Or, I mean, right. I, you know, there's just, it's pretty bonkers as to, you know, what, uh, 
what's happening right now in terms of content coming out. And I mean, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to last for a while. Like TV shows are, you know, stop production and then, you know, films are being pushed back. So, you know, I'm going to be really upset yeah. if, they push, if they push back Ghostbusters, but I think that might be inevitable. Isn't that done shooting already? Yeah, but the problem is, is it's supposed to come out in June or July. And I'm, oh. I'm, not, sure, I'm not sure theaters no. are going to be ready for that yet. Nope, they're not going to be able to. So that's a bummer. Yep. Yep. So. All right. Well, you want to hop got, in? I don't want to hop in anything. I'm enjoying just talking to you. I want to hear. I what can you hop in about. anything you want. I just want to hear what you thought about Richard Jewell, because I. I vaguely remember the story, um, but I kind of don't care. Right. So what did well, you think? Of here's it? the here's the bottom line. I thought it was a really well done movie by Clint Eastwood. Again, he made one mistake, and it pretty much cost him the critical acclaim. And he did everything. You know, he 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 and he assumed incorrectly that the. Uh, the Atlanta Journal Constitution reporter Kathy Scruggs, who who initially figured out from an FBI agent that that Jewel was the suspect, was one of the suspects or even the main suspect, that somehow she gathered this information by trading a uh, sexual liaison with the FBI uh, agent for it, which which the Atlanta Journal Constitution and everybody else is saying no, never happened, never happened, never happened does not that does not dismiss what she did and and basically opened up the floodgates for tabloid journalism to the point where reputable newspapers were now crapping on people so yeah Clint Eastwood gets it right it's well done the actor who plays Richard Jewell is perfect Paul Walter Hauser um, he he's he's this likable doofus who 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 doesn't know when to stop. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He he's a he's a security guard on campus and he's ruffling he's pushing kids too hard, not roughing them up. And it comes back to bite him because the FBI agents create a profile where they think this guy actually did it. Even though he it was pretty obvious he had he did not do this and had nothing to do with it. The cast is phenomenal. Kathy guess- Bates plays his mother, you know. But I guess my question is, was this movie really needed? Oh, it was definitely needed. I think it is imperative that we remind people where where the news media went over a cliff. And this was really a a starting point. Yeah, I don't think it's ever really recovered. That's what I mean. This was the uh, fuse that was lit that really started causing problems. And then once you got into a world where the internet, where, where news organizations were now being ruled by clickbait headlines and page views, uh, it was very, it's very difficult to come back from something like that. And you can see what the results are. I'm not saying organizations aren't, aren't, aren't reporting correctly on this COVID-19 thing, but you know what? Some of them are going way over bounds and they're scaring the crap out of people. To the point yeah. that that you can't buy a roll of frickin' toilet paper, even though you'd know damn well we won't be hitting a mass extinction. 
Well, and I think it's it's actually it swings in the opposite direction when you are standing loading your car with groceries and you hear three people talking and one says, I'm not going to get it, but it doesn't matter even if I do, because everyone's going to get it and it's not like it's going to do anything to me. So you have you have like some news outlets who are just, you know, looks like they're all their chroma key uh, imagery is just the world burning to the ground. And then the other ones which are saying, oh, nope, we're all good. Everything's hunky dory. Well, I don't know what you're watching, but I'm not seeing a lot of those news outlets because every night I'm going to bed with major anxiety and major stress. So that's the biggest problem I got right now. You know, yeah. Well, no, not really. Your biggest problem is you don't have enough toilet paper. I'm good for a couple months. What I'm worried about is this is going to hit. This is going to get like all the major Midwest cities are going to hit next. And we're not going to reach that curve. You know what I mean? Go over that curve where we need to. I think it's going to it's going to come back. Oh, yeah, of course it's going to come back because it's going to be a flu. Yeah, it's going to be a flu. So, I mean, I'm fully prepared that my kids. My kids are not even going to go to have in-person classes in the fall semester. Right. I think they're, yeah, they're going to be doing everything online. Yeah. Well, that is not my review of Richard Jewell, but it was a good movie. Clint Eastwood did a great job. He got one thing that really killed him in the film, and it, it probably should have killed him. He should have been a little more responsive and responsible when he did it. Otherwise, he would have had a really great movie on his hands. Hmm. So what do you give it? So there. Oh, I definitely give it a, a, a B plus, A minus. It's well done. Okay. I can, I can, I guess I can deal with that. I don't know if I'll ever watch it, but it's all good. You might. You'll yeah. run out of to- stuff. So uh, now we're movie... watching Better Call Saul. Are you caught up with uh, that? I think I'm one episode behind. Okay. So it's so I'll tell good. You what, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. It's the one you're behind is a winner. It's just so good. I mean, I'd like to personally thank YouTube TV for not causing me any problems. Tell you, man. No, you are dead on on that one. Other than the fact that you would think that with YouTube TV they could somehow do it in a way where. Like if you wanted to watch it live, you could watch it live. But if you wanted it to be recorded, they could cut the damn commercials out of it. I could I could do with that. But wait a minute. If it's recorded, you can bypass the commercials. You can. But like work. I'm looking for like a it's Hulu like thing where like the next day they've got the original file and it just doesn't have the commercials. That's all. That's all I want. But no, there's well, no maybe, problem. Maybe I've never I have never had a blip of an outage or anything with it. I've never, yep. I mean, yep. as I, as I think, as I, as I told you before, there's a good 20 to 30 second delay and live events, but who cares? Right. Yeah. I, that will never bother me. Um, nope. Since we'll never see a live, since we'll never see a live sporting event again, it doesn't really matter. Does it? Oh, I watched a live sporting event today. Marbles. No, I watched, uh, so NASCAR drivers are doing esports. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They're, they're they're all racing from home in 
in a series called iRacing and they're racing their own cars it, and it's being televised on Fox. But is this like um, Electronic Arts NASCAR? No, it's like it's apparently according to the drivers, the reaction from the steering wheel is almost exactly accurate to the car. The wrecks are obviously Damn. look really the, the wrecks look stupid because the car is just like right. a flying across the screen. But, you know, I mean, they're just and it's being hosted by the normal people, um, you know, and it's a bit of a goof. But right. apparently the NFL, I, I, don't know, I think it's, it's either the NFL or the NBA. They're now going to do like an esports tournament so that people can just watch their favorite players playing, you know, like EA. <laughs> I mean, because like what else are you going to do? Like gaming is going to like right. explode as a result of this. Right. Right. So, I mean, there's a couple areas where if you if you had known it was coming, you could have invested some money. One would have been in live live esports and the other would have right. been in like Zoom video conferencing. And toilet but, paper. And toilet paper. Yeah. Charmin man. Procter and Gamble. Yep. So I've got one film which is coming out on it's coming out tomorrow on digital, and I did I got dragged to see it, which was Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh-oh. Um you know, I got to say, Jim Carrey did a phenomenal job. He's really good in it. No, he's no. really good in it. Really, it's, it's Jim Carrey of old. He is. Well, it's um, not like he's not funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah, I mean, and when the and once they fixed the animation of Sonic, it looked pretty good. You know, I didn't have any problems with it. I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't, you know, again, it's. I mean, let's say for a video game, it's certainly a lot better than, say, Mario and Luigi, the live action movie with Bob Hoskins. And it was just awful. Um, It's all right. You know, it's not uh, it's it's entertaining. I mean, again, it's Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is the bad guy. It's pretty good. Um, And he plays it right. He plays it, you know, pretty well. Like, you know, I had no complaints about it. So, um I'm sure you'll get a you'll get a chance to take a look at it. Um, you know, yes. it's like B plus for me. It was, uh, I mean, it's about Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's a movie about a video <laughs> game. But yeah, um, but you, I remember that the initial reaction from people were like, "This is going to be terrible." Yeah, I still can't. It, right? I, I they fixed the the animation, so now Sonic looks like Sonic. I just don't know how they were ever going to recover from the amount of money it must have cost them to throw away all that animation and redo it all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it did well at the box office. It, you know, for a couple of weeks it did pretty well, but, um, you know, I just can't, I can't see how, regardless of what it made, it would have had to make, you know, Avengers money to be able to make its money back. So, but, okay. you know, if you get a chance to watch it, you should. It's all right. I had no complaints. So now, now you, now. How much money did it make? Do we know yet? Um, yeah, I can tell you. I think there's. No, it did pretty people. good. It said the budget was about, said the budget was 95 million. It came in at about 306 million. So it's a, it's All definitely right. a winner. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm good so with that. Here, here's what I don't understand. They're showing movies in some places. 
Hmm. Like the, the onward made thirty three million or thirty three thousand dollars on Thursday. <laughs> oh no, that's a week ago. Right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. I I. I I'm looking at all the list of movies that were supposed to come out. There's a Trolls movie, which I got to believe is coming right to digital. Well, Doolittle's in third place, so you know what that problem we're having there, right? I don't I have to watch Doolittle. I think I got to watch Doolittle. Oh, you know what? So terrible, I got to right? I, I got to talk to you about this. They said that uh, Robert Downey Jr. has struck a deal with Marvel to continue working. So he's going to do another Iron Man? I have no idea, but they said yes. because because he, he left because he wanted a lot more money, and then after Doolittle bombed, he basically came yeah. back and like lowered his quote. I know he they say he appear they say he appears in um, Black Widow. And isn't he in an animated series in Disney Plus? I have no idea. Up? I don't know. I mean, again, anyway, does the guy really need more money? I mean, seriously, come on. Yeah, but come, come on. on. You know, you love watching him play Iron Man. He's awesome. But come on. It'd be great if like Anthony Mackie's all primed to take it over and he resigns and he's like, oh, I'm going to come back from the dead. It's just going to be how it's going to work here. Wait. Oh, Chris Evans? Oh, Anthony that, yeah. Mackie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Come on, man. Yeah. I was thinking. Um, that's all right. They, well, have they ever have they actually have they actually said who's supposed to take over for Iron Man? They haven't really, have they? No, no, no. Pepper Potts. I don't know. I don't know. Brody? I mean, mm, but I thought he was like handicapped. Like his suit is like. Yeah, Didn't he, like, he got like really injured. But oh, I don't remember. I don't. Remember. I don't either. So, anything else that you're watching that you're excited about that you haven't you you're, you haven't had a chance to? Yes, yes. I finally I finally took the plunge and I'm watching The Crown, and, and it's really good. Okay, it's great. Are you are great. you in the are John you in the Lithgow? First yeah, John Lithgow okay. is Churchill. And it's fantastic. Love them. And, uh, you know, that's eating up a lot of my time now. And I got to tell you, I'm watching Kimmy Schmidt. Funny show. Can't believe I never watched it before. It's over. You have right? any idea what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. But it's, oh, is yeah. It, are but they all done? four seasons on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's I very funny, man. I love it. There's, uh, I guess it does, there's this tell-all book about The Office. That uh, the creator released about how um, Steve Carell did not, he did not want to leave. They just sort of like didn't even negotiate with him for a new contract. They just booted him out. Really? Yeah. Well, I have no, uh, no, no ponies in that race because I've never watched The Office. So at really? some point I should watch it. It's pretty good. Really? It's pretty good. I I enjoyed really? it. It's yeah. It's 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 not bad. Writing is very strong. But then again, you know, now you're to the point where all of your TV programming that is live is being shot from some person's living room with poor quality cameras and kids running around in the background. That's right. 
aka yeah, like a, all of the like late night hosts. I think Fallon just now. Just oh yeah! Oh my to have god! His, his kids on. I don't know. I, I'd be really worried about putting my kids on TV like that. Yeah, I would too. I would never do that. Yeah. Out of his mind. But so, well, I think we've put our full show in. How you feeling? And feeling? Uh, I'd like to thank, I'd like to thank uh, Verizon for keeping the connection going. Dude. All I've nice heard strong. Is, is, is nothing but hate towards Comcast for people having connection issues, slow speeds. I'm sitting here with my fiber connection. I'm loving life. I got no problems. No problems here either. And I hate nope. Comcast and they're a piece of garbage and they still think I owe them equipment and I'm getting into a fight with them over that two weeks now. So, yeah, yep. I've had that same experience with them before. Go jump in the lake Comcast. So yeah, there you go. Yep. Leaving on a positive note, everyone be healthy, social distance for God's sakes. And let's get this over with. All right. Yeah. I mean, seriously, don't go to the beach. Don't be stupid Just stay indoors, stay away from people, right. wash your hands. Don't touch your face, do all that stuff that, you know, the real people who actually know what they're talking about are telling you. Don't think that you're not going to get right. it because you are. So knock it off. <laughs> all right. Be safe. All right. See ya. See ya.